Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Hi and welcome to Stem Cells at Lunch Digested. I'm Sergi Zinien, a researcher at the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. And today with me is Dr. Nicholas Ribron, group leader at the Laboratory for Synthetic Development at the Institute of Molecular Biotechnology of the Austrian Academy of the of of Sciences. Welcome, Nicolas. How are you? Yeah, very good. Hi, Sergio. Thank you very much for the invitation. I'm very excited to be talking to you today. Uh, several reasons. I really like your work, and I've been following your your publications in recent years. Uh, but also because you're the third speaker in this broader field of uh, synthetic embryology. Uh, we've had Alfonso Martinez Arias and Jianping Fu, at least. Let, let's just start uh, by just asking you, why don't you tell us a little bit about your main research lines and what do you study in your lab? We study uh, the very early embryo um, as a model system. And uh, what we are interested in is to understand uh, how different cell types uh, are emerging within this embryo and how uh, they uh, uh, have these, uh, those interactions that allow them to sense and uh, regulate uh, their numbers and uh, their, uh, uh, their identity. Uh, so that uh, development can unroll properly. So it's, um, it's very much embedded into the uh, three-dimensional interactions uh, and sensing and a reaction of the different cell types that are in the embryo and how uh, this leads to uh, those, uh, those structures. So of course those fundamental questions can be applied to, to many things. Um, mm. uh, from uh, understanding how uh, organs are forming to how tissues are uh, regenerating. Uh, these are like the fundamental concepts that are underlying all those uh, mechanisms. I believe that one of the special techniques that your lab uses, actually that has developed, is these uh, structures called blastoids. Could you tell us a bit more about what they are and what can they teach us? Yeah, so, well, the, the embryo is, 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 is the, the great master. You know? From the embryo, you actually learn how uh, tissues, organs are uh, formed and uh, uh, regulated. So we actually embarked um, a few years back into uh, using stem cells in order to uh, uh, form uh, uh, models of the very early embryo which is called the blastocyst. And we managed to uh, push uh, stem cells to spontaneously organize into uh, a blastocyst-like structure, which is the pre-implantation embryo. So it's a very early stage embryo. Uh, in, the, in the mouse, it's on day three. There are about 100 cells at this stage. And it is the step that is just preceding uh, the, it is still floating at this time. It is still floating inside the uterus, so it precedes the implantation inside the uterus. Um, I feel like at its core, your your work combines aspects of engineering and systems biology, 
a lot of uh, how the cells are communicating and the signals they're exchanging and how this communication ex exchange helps organizing structures with more classic approaches of stem cell stem cell biology or developmental biology. For instance, uh, the, the shared act of building the blastoids, uh, the systematization of the blastoid as a tool to look at different components that are mediating this interaction. Uh, if I understand it correctly, your early training was as an engineer or as a bioengineer, is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Like, well, I'm coming from France and <clears throat> in France typically uh, engineering is quite is quite important for in education. Uh, so you you have like those those places where you you can uh, gain what we call an engineering degree. But uh, these are uh, places where you actually like learn learn a lot of fundamental science, uh, uh, mathematics, physics. Uh, and at that time, I was very interested into. Um, uh, statistical physics, for example, and um, uh, so we, this is this is what we do. And then after you specialize uh, step by step, and uh, after I specialized into uh, more biology, uh, but uh, it, it's a, these are very nice courses. Uh, you can you can have like both like very fundamental aspects and then more like. Uh, 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 more uh, applied uh, aspects also at the same time mm -hmm. and from that point onwards i i think that you worked with different this different aspects of regenerative biology for instance the self-organization of vasculature for regenerative purpose purposes uh i i cannot help but thinking that this all kind of leads you to this uh synth synthetic embryology kind of research. How do you think engineering and the, the principles of regenerative biology um, influence your work? The, the principles of engineering are definitely influencing like very deeply and because <clears throat> because engineers are, are, the, are the, the people who put a lot of emphasis in, in, emphasizes in understanding the theoretical aspects of how system evolves. And um, uh, this is something that has been become has become strong in biology, but this is very new. You know, like system biology or, uh, uh, or organoid uh, biology is very much uh, embedded into uh, the engineering principles. And here I'm I'm really talking about principles, theoretical principles you know, of uh, systems, how systems. Uh, uh, work and evolved. And for example, uh, statistical physics is extremely important to actually explain those transitions between states. Uh, or are, uh, let me rephrase: like statistical physics are interesting tools in order to understand how uh, those transitions happen. So th these are these are very important translations from different fields, but that prove uh, that are now proving to be quite efficient at explaining biological principles. And do you think that your work does something on the other right direction as well? So, as I said, you're taking a biological system, the embryo, and you are kind of like breaking it down to pieces, for instance, to form blastoids, right? To construct them again. So what 
methodological principles are you trying to explore with your work or are you helping inform with your work? Well, you know, like one, one principle is that, you know, as long as, uh, as long as you, in order to really understand things, you have to be able to like rebuild them, you know, like, and, and as long as you, uh, by starting with like those Lego pieces, which are the stem cells and, and putting them together in order to like, uh, rebuild uh, a structure that looks like an, an embryo, you can really understand uh, uh, what, what, what are those principles. You know? So like, uh, and actually the analogy of the Lego is, is not the best analogy because Legos you actually have in mind what you're going to construct and you have a plan and you put those pieces together to like build something. But actually this is not how, uh, uh, how embryos or organs are formed. Uh, embryos and organs uh, are formed by forces that come from the inside. They, are, they have this genetic code inside the nucleus and this genetic code they have to uh, allow us to orchestrate what we call the self-organization of those stem cells. So it's much more like uh, a, a bunch of birds that are flying together and that are uh, sensing their neighbors to like uh, precisely uh, distance themselves and have coordinated movements as all together. You know, so uh, these these are what we call like self-organizing principles, and and this is what we think cells are doing. Uh, within an embryo, but also within an organ or a tissue uh, of an adult. You know. Yeah, I think that there's this point in contact always between synthetic and embryogenesis or synthetic developmental biology and engineering, but there's always this window of difference, which is the fact that the embryo doesn't have a plan and, and doesn't know what it's going to become. It's just becoming. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it doesn't. It's it's not conscious of the plan that it has inside, and and those systems are like uh, the the force is really within. You know, they mm. they are interpreting their environment and uh, to understand how how to grow and how to form. You know, but uh, they are very different from uh, a pure. Uh, so they are, it's very different from building a car. You know, mm -hmm. like a, a car, you just, you have pieces and you just put them together as a Lego. This is, this is not what we, this is not how embryos form, we think, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, they are really forming by uh, forming those, those, those stem cells, multiplying them. And every time they multiply, they actually sense what the neighbors are doing and constantly correct themselves in order to like uh, turn some genes on or off in order to like, uh, further develop. You know, this, this is a very different concept. You know. It's very nice. Um, returning to the concept of blastoids and, and your your big discovery so far of, of the development of the blastoids as a technology, uh, your concept was first published now a few years ago, like three years ago, and it has been recently reinforced by research from other labs as well. I'm thinking Magdalena Zernico Goetz lab at Cambridge at Caltech, or Juan Carlos Spizua at, at Solk. So basically the big difference between the different approaches are the sorts of cells that you're starting with, right? So um, what, what do you think these other models add to the original concept of the blastoid? And what are we learning just as a feel of how these early blastocyst structures can form? Yeah, so 
Oh, it was very nice to see that you know, like other labs could uh, catch up on what we are doing and like uh, try to like improve the system. And this is a community effort in order to like get this right. You know, and one way of approaching the one way of trying to improve uh, the system is to uh, use slightly different cells to stem cells to start with. You know? And uh, the stem cells. Uh, when we culture them before making the blastoids, we culture them in 2D, inside a plastic dish. And by uh, using different uh, uh, culture conditions, different, typically different molecules that we put in those cultured uh, dishes, we can tune uh, a little bit the state of, of the stem cells. And then the question is, you know, if you tune a little bit the state before you form the blastoid, can the cells have a different? Uh, can can the blastoid form a little bit differently? You know, and so we are testing now all those shades shades of uh, stem cells in mm -hmm. order to see if uh, cells uh, are interpreting their uh, their neighbors differently in the blastoid uh, when they actually start from a different state. You know, like, uh, mm -hmm. and these are we are learning a lot about. Uh, about how embryos probably form uh, by by making those different shades. You know? So, um, mm -hmm. so this is this is how it works. You know, we just <laughs> we just try to try different things and see how the blastoids develops in slightly different ways. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully this from this we learn some basic principles of embryology. And would you agree that the promise is that by building the blastoids with these different pieces? we can actually understand things that happen on the embryo that we cannot look at uh, following more traditional approaches. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the whole idea because like embryos, they come in very limited numbers. They are also very difficult to manipulate physically and genetically. You know? mm -hmm. And we are talking about mouse embryos, of course. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, like by making those models using stem cells, we can tune the system uh, very, very finely. And we can add a little bit more uh, cells uh, in, uh, or we can uh, treat the cells uh, in a little bit differently before we form the blastoids. Uh, and we can, uh, by, by tuning those parameters very finely, we can understand those basic principles of embryogenesis, but also uh, tissue formation, organ formation, uh, uh, and hopefully uh, at some point diseases also. I'm, I'm curious on hearing your opinion on, on what the blastoids, or more in general, these synthetic developmental biology approaches can teach us beyond development, beyond the embryo. Is there anything that is true on the formation of the structures that can be applied to biology in general, uh, more of a overarching biological feature, for instance. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we understand how cells are changing state. We understand how cells are uh, interpreting information that comes from their neighbors. Uh, and uh, this, of course, applies to all kind of other biology, you know, like the biology of, uh, of for example, tissue regeneration. You know? mm -hmm. uh, if uh, you, you have uh, an accident and uh, uh, have uh, uh, damage in some of your tissue, uh, sometimes your tissues 
uh, can heal and sometimes they cannot. And mm -hmm. this is uh, when they can heal, it's because they are interpreting uh, the, the information from their neighbors and from their genetic code and all together uh, uh, get instructions on how to rebuild the tissue. So uh, the, those, the, as I said, you know, the, the embryo is the, is the great master, and the embryo is always right. You know, it, 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 by studying it, you can understand those very basic principles that allow for uh, all kind of uh, uh, to understand all kind of uh, processes during, for example, regeneration or uh, of 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 a, of a skin uh, damage, or uh, uh, for example. Uh, uh, so some the, how disease, diseases are, are, are progressing uh, during uh, adult development. So, so these are very very fundamental principles that apply to like many cases. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think it's just fascinating, and it's it's perfect as to where to ask these bigger bigger questions of self organization and self communication. Um, I'd just like to finish by asking, what comes next from your lab? What are you working on? What do you plan to do next? Yeah, we are we are very so of course we uh, we are very interested in those, those like very basic principles, uh, but we are also like trying to like make sure that our science can contribute uh, on the on the short on the short term or within within less, let's say a lifetime to uh, to understand to to solving uh, problems you know and i think this is this is what science is extremely good at and science mm -hmm. is extremely good at solving problems you know you can see it now with uh, this pandemic and uh, the, uh, the, the 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 development of vaccines that that is basically like solving an enormous problem on this planet so we 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 want to solve problems you know like maybe maybe that's, that's my engineering <laughs> background you know that, that talks also but uh, so the, what are the problems that, that we can tackle you know we can we can we can understand how uh, the uh, we are trying to understand how the embryo implants inside the uterus and by uh, building those in vitro models we can uh, replicate those phenomena that are normally happening well hidden in the womb so nobody really knows how the embryo implants inside the uterus, and suddenly we can, you know, like model all those aspects inside a dish. So this has wide implications in terms of, you know, understanding uh, problems of infertility, uh, developing uh, new contraceptives, uh, and <clears throat> understanding why uh, uh, pregnancy can go wrong uh, in some cases. And so, so solving those problems are, is actually at the reach of a hand now, uh, using using such in vitro models. And this can have like very wide impact. If you only think of infertility uh, and contraception, these are extremely wide problems that are touching upon family planning, gender equality, and uh, a lot of uh, global health uh, related problems. You also. Uh, we hope that you know at some point we can contribute to this. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, with this, I'd, I'd like to thank you, Nicholas, for answering all my questions and for a fantastic talk today. Uh, uh, today's stem cell science uh, seminar. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. It was a lot of. It was, it was very nice to talk to with with all you guys and 
Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to meet you again. And to the Stem Souls at Lines Adjusted listeners, this is it for this week. See you next time.